You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. Good morning, CHCC. I want to say welcome to the family. If this is your first time joining us for worship, we like to say that we're one big family here at CHCC. Joshua Milborn once wrote, we have too much, too much stuff, too much stress, too many obligations. Yet we don't have enough, enough time, enough money, enough energy. Isn't this true? Wouldn't you agree that most of us, we have way too much stuff? I read once that the typical American or the average American owns 300,000 items. I don't know how many items I own, but I'm sure that I own way too many. Well, one out of four houses with two car garages keeps so much stuff, they can't, can't fit one car in their garage. One out of every 10 Americans rent off-site storage. We see storage places all over the place because we have so much stuff, we have to find places to, to store it. On average, every American throws away over 68 pounds of clothing per year. Think about that. We have so much clothing that we actually throw it away, 68 pounds. 3.1% of the world's children live in America, but they own 40% of the toys consumed globally. We are a nation that's consumed with consuming. We've been in a series called Love Illuminated based on 1 John, and in week one, we talked about experiencing the love of God. And something that sometimes takes us away from that is that we're so busy, and I challenge you to spend some time in solitude. And last week, we were challenged to love one another. The love has no exception clauses. And this week, we're talking about not loving the world. So often, we can fall in love with our possessions that we take our focus off of God. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 and 17. It says this, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything that we see, and the pride in our achievement and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, 10, and 11 says this, Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. The more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. So what good is wealth except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers. There's a danger in caring too much about the wrong things and too little about the right things. Our, con our culture bombards us with messages to love everything but God. And John described the things of this world in three ways in verse 16. He describes them desires of the flesh, physical pleasure, desires of the eyes, craving everything that we see, and then pride in our achievement and possessions. Today, we're going to focus especially on pride of our possessions and the craving for everything that we see. Misplacing our love for God and putting it on our, toward our stuff. 
Uh, there are three misconceptions that I want to talk about today that are found in our culture. I heard Rick Warren once talk about this. He said, having more things will make you more happy. That's a misconception that we see in our world. The advertisements bombard us with, man, you need to get more stuff and that will bring you true happiness. If you just have this one item, it will make you feel good and it will change your life. And the fact is, there are some things that will bring us happiness. The problem is it's temporary. My family bought me a new chair for me to sit out in on my front porch. It's a nice soft chair. They know that I love to sit out there. And, and I love this chair. It's been a blessing. It brings me happiness. But I know at some point in time that it's going to get old. The cushions aren't going to be as soft. It's probably going to rust and it's going to fall apart. It, it's brought me happiness for a short period of time, but it won't bring me happiness forever. And that's the thing that we have to realize is that our things, they bring us short-term happiness, but they don't bring us long-term happiness. Second misconception is having more things will make me more important. Having more things does not make me more important, though. We, we know that. That's what the Bible tells us. It's amazing what people will pay for a status symbol. When I was a teenager, I desired to get a polo shirt because all the cool kids had them. And I thought, man, if I just had a polo shirt, uh, that would make me a little bit more popular. And so I asked my parents, would you get me a polo shirt? Well, polo shirts back then were about $50, a large amount. And they were like, no way, we're not gonna pay you $50 for one shirt. I mean, you could get like five shirts for $50. They said, if you really want it, you can work for it. I think the closest that I ever got to getting a polo shirt was getting one at one of those offhand stores where there was something wrong with the thread or maybe polo wasn't spelled right or something along those lines. And the, the, the thing is, in my head, I thought, man, if I just wore this shirt, that it would make me important. Now, over the years, I realized I could care less about name brands and, and all of that, that it really doesn't matter. It doesn't define me. Luke chapter 12, verses 15 says, Be on your guard against greed in any shape or form. For a man's real life is in no way, in no way depends on the number of his possessions. Rick Warren said it this way, Don't confuse your net worth with your self-worth. Don't confuse your net worth with your self-worth. The third misconception is, Having more things will make me more secure. Real security can only be found when you place your security in something that can't be taken away. Often we put our security in things that can be taken away. We can be ripped off in a million different ways, legally or illegally. If you put your security in the stock market, we've seen that it can go down quickly. We know that many things can be stolen from us, that we can be scammed from our items or from our money. Our stuff is not going to go with us. John makes it very clear. Our stuff will fade away. One of my family members had about 80% of his uh, items, of his stuff, uh, in storage in a condo. And one morning he got a phone call that that condo had a fire. And he lost it all in a moment of, or lost all of his stuff in, a, in just a few moments. And it was just a reminder, our stuff will come and go. 
And I know our stuff, a lot of it creates memories for us and it's special to us in certain ways, but we have to realize that it's only going to last for so long that we can't take our stuff with us. Now, I think, I know some of us, we think, well, you know what? I'm going to pass my stuff down to my family because my stuff is really valuable and, you know, they'll want my stuff. Well, let me tell you what typically happens. After we die and we have all of this stuff that we give to our family, they will pick a few of the items and, uh, as keepsakes, and then they'll have an estate sale and they'll try to sell some of our stuff that we had. And then after that, then they'll try to give away as much as possible. And then after that, they're going to get a dumpster and they're going to throw it all in the trash. I see this in my neighborhood. I've seen it with family and friends. I see it as a pastor. That's what happens. And we spend uh, almost a lifetime collecting our stuff and thinking it's so important and, and realizing, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of our stuff will end up in a dumpster. I, I know that's pretty humbling. And it's what, what I have to tell myself is like, hey, is my kids, are they really going to keep this? Are they going or is it going to end up in a dumpster? You must have security in something that cannot be taken away. And that security must be in Jesus Christ. Money and our stuff will come and go. I want to take a few moments and just talk about the dangers of materialism. Because I know we're bombarded with this message that materialism is so important that we have to have stuff. But I just want to quickly hit over some of the dangers of it. Materialism is the mother of anxiety. The more you have, the more you have to worry about losing and maintaining and taking care of. The less you have, the less that you have to worry about. Have you ever talked to some people who were in poverty or didn't have much and how joyful and happy and at peace they are? They are. A lot of times it's because they don't have a lot to worry about. They found contentment not in their stuff. The second danger is materialism can lead to pride and elitism. We think that we're better because of how much we have. And we need to be aware of that, that pride is not a good thing. And especially when we think that we have pride because of the things that we own. Thirdly, materialism can lead to idol worship. Our stuff can become God's. We dedicate our time, our energy, and our money to those things. And, and we know that's the last thing that we want to do. Fourthly, materialism robs us of spending time with God and others. If we just own a car, just think about taking the time to maintain it and getting repairs and filling it up with gas and washing and cleaning it. If you own a house, the maintenance that goes into it. If you own a bicycle, there's maintenance that goes into it. And the other day I was cleaning my garage and it probably took a couple of hours. And I was just thinking, here I am organizing my stuff and trying to decide what to keep and what to throw away. And that was robbing me of spending quality time uh, with my family and friends. See, that's what our stuff sometimes do, does, or that's what materialism does. Lastly, materialism can lead to injustice and can be harmful for, to our environment. Well, we know that there are factories that are taking advantage of other people so that we can get our stuff cheap. We know that some stuff is harmful to the environment that we purchase, that we own. And we also know that this doesn't even account for how much that we are filling up landfills with our stuff and stuff that we're getting rid of, the things that we break and things along those lines. And so we need to be on our guard against materialism, especially as our culture says, get more, buy more. You, you need this, that it will change your life.
So what's the antidote to, to consumerism? I think, first of all, is to be grateful. Thank God for what you do have. Thank God for what you do have. Secondly, be generous. Use what you have for God's glory. Share the items that you have. Give away some of the items. View money as a tool for good rather than to hoard and to collect more stuff. Thirdly, be content. Resist comparing what I have to others. Just realize, you know what, God, I'm thankful for the stuff that I have, and I don't need to have all the other things that other people have. Fourthly, be intentional. Be careful about the items that you buy. Live with a budget. Don't buy more stuff that you don't need. Don't be an impulsive buyer. Don't get on Amazon late at night and see all the things that you could get. Always take time to think about, do I really want this item? Realizing that it may cost you time to maintain and take care of. And then lastly, be focused on what is most important. Simplify your life. Now, some of you may need to declutter. I know the Morgan household, we've been doing that over the last year. We've been going through closets and we've been going through our house and saying, hey, is this something we really need? And, it, and it's been refreshing. I got, I've gotten rid of a lot of clothes. And you know what? When I walk into my closet, I can actually see what I have and I can easily uh, find the shirt that I want to wear that day. Uh, there's tools and things like that that I haven't used for 10 years or 20 years. And I finally given those away or sewed those and, uh, and, and it's just been refreshing. It's lightened our load of less things to worry about and to have around. Materialism isn't, fun, isn't fundamentally about things. It's about our hearts. Not the stuff around us, but the stuff inside us. We want to make sure that we're not loving our stuff more than we're loving God. I, I said this earlier, but I want to say it again. There is danger in caring too much about the wrong things and too little about the right things. As a church, we want to love God and we want to love people and we want to simply use things. We want to be a good steward of the things that God has given us. We don't want to love them. We want our love for God and, and for people to be illuminated, not our love for the world and our possessions.